Hello out there. Happy day to you. <laughs> this episode of the Old Green Plane Podcast is brought to you by Silverhawk Aviation. Since 1991, Silverhawk Aviation, located right here in lovely, currently today, 76 degree Lincoln, Nebraska, has brought customers the absolute best experience for charter flyers all over the Midwest. From a full lineup of Cessna Citation Jets to King Air Turboprops, Silverhawk Aviation gives you the freedom to fly where you want, when you want. Silverhawk, uh, Silverhawk has also taken several steps to ensure your safety during the COVID-19 pandemic. Visit their COVID-19 section on their website to see a complete list of steps they are taking from booking your flight to when you're in the terminal to finally when you're in the plane to ensure your safety. Not only do they provide the best-in-class, safe, and trusted charter experience, but Silverhawk is also a trusted services provider for all you pilots out there. From quick turnarounds for pilots who want to get in, fuel up, and get out, to FAA certified maintenance and the best-in-class avionics upgrades, repairs, and maintenance, Silverhawk is your trusted and safe aviation partner. Tell them Old Green Plane sent you. They won't do anything for you uh, other than maybe make them look and go, huh, who? No, that's not true. Colin uh, is out there with his hangar buddy. Shout out to the hangar peeps and Silver Rock Aviation, specifically around Colin and Old Green Plain, 6-2 Tango, Butch, uh, Hanger. They have a good time out there at Silver Rock Aviation. So if you want to learn more about the things I mentioned before that uh, and not the Hanger Buddies, check out SilverhawkAviation.com. Again, that's SilverhawkAviation.com. Uh, Old Green Plain Podcast is also brought to you by the Nebraska State College System serving over 9,000 students through three geographically diverse institutions, Shadron State, Peru State, and Wayne State. I actually drove by Peru State not too long ago, um, where I went to school, played baseball. Imagine that. But collectively, these three institutions, they offer more than 200 degrees, certificates, and pre-professional programs that are accessible on campus online, which is important right now for some families, and in several locations from around our great state of Nebraska. With more than 270 credentialed faculty members and 50,000 successful graduates, the Nebraska State College System provides significant human and intellectual capital that contributes to the current and future strength of the state of Nebraska. If you or someone you know are interested in learning which great institution is better for you, or if you just want to see the ways these great colleges are making an impact in the areas they serve Go to www.nscs.edu. Again, www.nscs.edu. Chancellor Paul Turman been a guest on Old Green Plain. We're excited. Um, who is Chancellor of the Nebraska State College System. We're excited because actually we're actually going to do an episode. We're going to go back to college episode when things die down or maybe just we find a window and we can do it socially distanced uh, and properly. Um, masks on, the whole thing. Um, but, uh, you know, people got to go back to school. We got to in one way or another, try to soldier on and move forward. Um, and we want to do that in a safe way. And if you look at what NSCS is doing to ensure the safety of their students, it's really quite impressive. And we hope we can show that off because, um, you know, college will go on. Okay. This episode, though, this is a good one. This is a big one for us, actually. I think um, for us and, and the evolution, if you follow the show itself, you know that um, we started out, you know, it was just Colin and I flying around, having some people up there with us. Um, 
and uh, Levy too. Obviously, Levy, Levy Ventura, our photographer, videographer. And so the evolution started where we put these things on YouTube, and then lo and behold, a year later, um, we get a chance, an opportunity to stream Old Green Plane, the show, on a station called Carbon TV. If you're not aware of Carbon TV, you should. Number one, you can watch Old Green Plane there. Not exclusively. We're still put. We still put stuff on YouTube, but um, Carbon TV is an outdoor-centric um, streaming channel with hundreds of shows and content geared towards outdoor life, fishing, hunting, traveling, um, adventure, um, rural life, um, interesting in all scopes and all dimensions. Um, and at the top of that are a lot of great individuals, frankly, but at the top of that sits their CEO, who is our guest today on the Old Green Plane podcast. Her name is Julie McQueen. Um, Julie or Jules, as I think Colin and I have can safely <laughs> uh, call her. Um, definitely a friend of the show. She's helped us immensely. And this episode, we talk about a lot of the great things in her past. I'm not going to say it here because I want her to get into it, but um, this is win but we are in post-production so we're excited for that so anyways this episode colin and i sit down with the ceo of carbon tv julie jules mcqueen we talk ogp we talk a lot of other stuff we talk carbon tv so without further ado here we go I think we're live. I don't really know how Zoom works ever. You'd think all the COVIDs and all the practice with the Zooms, I'd be good at this shit, but I have no clue what's going on. But I'm glad to see you, Jules McQueen. How are you? I'm great. I could not be happier to be here. It's like a reunion. This is amazing. It is. I'm a little disappointed that no one clapped, though. I thought we were supposed to clap when the cameras were live. I'll add that <laughs> after. Also, do we have laugh tracks on this so people know that my jokes are funny or is that not included? Yeah, I have an app. Just carry it around. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I need that. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been a, it feels like it's been a long time. But it was, it's almost a month to the day, right? I mean, we're on the same week almost, right? That we all got together to shoot the episode I down in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Wait, it's same week? <clears throat> what are you talking about? Yeah, I'm down to the, or down to the, I mean, almost on the num on the dot. So, what was your takeaway? I mean, you, <laughs> I'm, number one, meeting Colin and I. Right. Uh, that's a thing. And then, uh, you know, being that's... and <laughs> dealing with everything that went on that day, which was an intense day. I looked at my, you know, heart rate monitor. I burned almost 4,000 calories that day. But what was your biggest takeaway when you looked back, when you, you know, departed and said goodbye to Colin and, and you thought about it? What was your thought? What were your thoughts? You know, um, I've been so fortunate, so blessed in my life to get to do a lot of cool things. It's, you know, I, I've been kind of revisiting, going back to old, you know, videos and photos and looking back through memories from over the years. And I've been very blessed. And this was unlike a lot of other things that I've done in life. This was more like just 
hanging out with friends I've known for mm -hmm. not just showing up with people I've never met before in person and like, oh my gosh, what's this going to be like? I, I feel like it, we just kind of instantly became besties, you know, like you guys are great. We have so much in common The you know, obviously the aviation part of what you do. I love that you introduced me to some of your other friends and mm -hmm. I just felt very welcome and like family. And, you know, there were no, there was no, um, you know, oh, you can't say this in front of her or, you know, you guys just made me feel like one of the guys. And I like that. I really respect that. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'm a little disappointed that I thought you were going to say me and my two piece, but whatever. I mean, well, I mean, that was is, memorable. Yeah. We'll it save, is. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say that. Yes. I wear a, second I, I wear a man two piece. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you know, honestly, the location you guys chose could not have been better. You were right when you told me that like, you're going to love this. It's beautiful. The flight in was amazing. You know, we had such a great conversation. It was fun watching Craig in the backseat of the airplane. That was definitely a highlight. I feel like I got a lot of good selfies with him with a panic look on his face. <laughs> Hitting the panic button and the oh shit. It was, it was a real. Well, the winds were crazy that day, Colin. What were they? I think, weren't they like 34? But they were blowing right down. They were blowing right from the south. So we just had a direct hit. Because it took us almost two hours to get down there, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was almost two hours. <laughs> And, and then I, the re I think I looked down at the ground and we were going backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I forgot to push, I forgot to pull the lever into drive. Uh, got it. We were so, in reverse the whole yes. way. Yes. Yeah. I, I had it, well, in reverse and then I managed to hit first gear. And so, but that has a granny gear. Butch likes granny gear. Right. right. But it's the scenic route. So it's totally. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime someone says it's the scenic route over in Nebraska or Kansas, they're bullshitting. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a scene, so it counts. Yeah. Yeah. The Nebraska mountains are called clouds. <laughs> yeah. It was really beautiful, though. That was just, that was a really, it was a nice flight down. It was, and then we got there, and you're right, the lake was beautiful. We got to fly over the cabin we were staying in. It was really nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And how cool is Virgil? Oh, my gosh, right? I am such a fan. You know, I feel like I learned a lot from Virgil and Stephen, you know, while we were there, just kind of looking at all their collection of cars and things. And it was just, it was pretty incredible. Yeah. And it's just, so fun. Real quick, describe who Virgil is for like listeners who don't know or won't make, because this will come out before the episode. So, so Virgil is kind of the living Paul Bunyan. He, uh, now, so, so, but guy that owns the, I guess you could call it the airport, but he has a private strip down in Wilson, Kansas, uh, right by the lake. Uh, what is that airport code? Was it uh, K60 or something? I can find it, but field uh, in a cornfield, yeah, bean field, and it. Uh, no, so I I met the man. I was just literally driving around when when my family was on vacation down there, and I saw uh, an airport marker on my phone on my fourth flight. So I just pulled up and started talking to him. He was like, "Any time you want to land down here, come on in." And since then, he's just become a great friend. I mean, the guy is so accommodating. Just loves people, loves life. Uh, loves to tell the story of his family. You know, they've lived there since Moby Dick was a minnow. And uh, he just, he's a cool dude. Yeah, and the grass airstrip was a nice touch. And it wasn't like he just let you land on his airstrip. They were standing there waiting for us, you know, just mm -hmm. like a welcome party. How, I mean, you know, I think some people forget that there are humans like that in the world that just welcome right. strangers into their yard and talk to you like they've known you for 10 years. I, it's just... You know, Virgil and his family kind of sum that up, what America really right. is. 
in these places where people kind of forget that that's totally normal to land on some guy's backyard and you know <laughs> and, and then he just tosses us the keys to his rig and he's oh like, yeah we took his car like it was the best. didn't think twice yeah how nice is that it's it's what you said so, right part of this it's the willingness just to meet someone and go with it and, and be invited into an area i mean we did i mean we took it was the you ran the gauntlet that day we so we land virgils we then head to the cabin get all situated and then boom we're right on the water going down to the cove for lack of a better term you know it was amazing and then we're like well what should we do next because you know it's 40 to 40 mile an hour wind let's go paddle boarding which you met with open arms and i met with a face full of water yes um yeah I'm, you definitely did great at the paddle boarding craig yeah, yeah. craig is a very talented I'm athlete graceful. very graceful <laughs> Baseball's not a sport so that's fine dude here you are you're a very talented athlete but when it wakeboard uh, paddle boarding i gotta tell you man you just looked very uncoordinated standing yeah but I, the, <laughs> the point i want to get into is what exactly you said you're willing to go into something new and and do it um i mean take us you were you you took the yoke is that the name term for the thing that drives the thing yoke is it l silent i don't know okay oh. took that from colin and it i mean i'll be honest those winds were batshit crazy and yeah. you had an eye. So <laughs> did you honestly tell us now, I'll turn off Colin. Were you at all nervous taking the plane when it was that crazy? No, no, I wasn't nervous. I kind of went off course a little just to like show that I'm, I don't, I'm not a know-it-all, you know? So uh -huh. I, I wanted Colin to have to correct the plane. So you could Aww. see it definitely going off course so that Colin felt like he's really the, you know, yeah. piloting. So Oh, yes, good, smart, good guest. Yeah. You know what's you know what's playing in my head right now? For he's a jolly good fellow. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean it was really it was it was definitely strong side winds that day. I mean we it was a very windy day and I was, you know, I'm kind of out of practice. Um I wouldn't call myself like the greatest, you know, pilot at this point in my life, even though it is a huge part of my past. Um, but I was glad that Colin was there to land the plane. So that was nice. Yeah. But you've flown. Yeah. Oh, I think you'd have done fine. I mean, you've flown warbirds. You got mm -hmm. to do, you've done aerobatics. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Huge part of my life. So aviation has always been something that intrigued me. And, you know, um, I think that a lot of people who have a fear of flying um, that could be resolved in some ways by becoming more educated about it. And, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't have the type of childhood where we flew anywhere, you know, we just drove everywhere. So when I was getting into my late teens, early twenties, it was something I didn't know much about and I didn't want to be afraid of it. And I had a lot of friends who were, you know, flying private, you know, they had small airplanes or big airplanes and I didn't want to not know what was going on. And, right. you know, I think sometimes just becoming educated about something resolves a lot of those fears what we yeah. we think of as fear but it's really just a lack of knowledge and so, would you mm -hmm. categorize yourself as having been nervous then or fearful of it no because i didn't know you if i would be or not because i hadn't really yeah said a whole lot um but yeah I, I lived in california at the time and um it was about 15 years ago and you know it just seemed like i was getting into a lot of airplanes with people and not knowing a lot about it so um and the reason the wind doesn't bother me is i actually relocated to 
Long Beach, California to take an accelerated flight program. And we specifically chose that area because of the winds that come in off of the ocean. So oh, you know, wow. you do a lot of crosswind landings and some days you're just really thankful the instructor is with you. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. okay, I, practice is great, but like, this is kind of crazy. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, um, I, I definitely became comfortable flying in windy conditions. Yeah, you. What's what's the coolest plane you ever flew? The coolest plane, or your I, favorite? Like you're in your opinion. Um, definitely a North American T twenty eight. It's an old war plane, like a fighter plane. It's experimental aircraft, and um, I flew that a lot. It's it wouldn't be the most comfortable aircraft, you know. It's definitely not modern, um, it's no but you know, it's. A uh, little rough around the edges, but there's not that many of them in existence. And, you know, it's 1,450 horsepower, burns a lot of fuel, oh, wow. but extremely fun to fly. And, you know, you can you can do some aerobatics in it, but, you know, because of the fuel injection, you can only stay upside down for eight seconds or less. And right. you, know, you can do some barrel rolls and you can do some stuff in it. Um, but, you know, mostly it's just fun to cruise around in. Um, but there were a lot of other ones that that I flew that you know they all have their own charm and their own you know fun fun little pieces to them what got you into aerobatics i mean you you mentioned that so the timeline you get in the plane you start flying then a, the t-28 was the t-28 the one where you had to fly upside down to get the eject thing or whatever Is yeah that so so the on a t-28 so it's one of those for anyone who doesn't know it has like a glass um bubble over the cockpit and you said like one in front of the other and when you're going through training in it, the um, you know emergency response to like an engine fire or if you're going down, you you um, you don't just you know pull the hatch and jump out. A lot of people got you know, killed in that because you can't jump down. the wing. It's a low wing, mm -hmm. so you actually um, are wearing a parachute the entire time you're flying the plane. And to get out, you roll over so the plane's upside down you pop the hatch and you pull a lever and you just fall out of the airplane. Oh, wow. And that's how you get out. <laughs> so, I mean, you can imagine a high stress situation and then you're like, oh, I need to dump myself out of this airplane. So thank goodness I never had to do that. But that is what you, is what you train for. <laughs> so hold on, I, I want to back up a second. Cause you said, how many gallons of fuel does that hold? Mm. Didn't how you many gallons? I don't know. It burns, it burns around 55 gallons an hour at takeoff i know that okay. yeah i'm not i was just it. trying to do some calculations and and you think about a gallon of av gas is it seven pounds or six pounds seven pounds right mm -hmm. geez i should know this okay for all you uh, listeners that are av geeks i i know this it's seven pounds <laughs> i know i like i just I, I can hear all the is that what they're calling them is it av geeks he's pretending no, i don't know <laughs> yeah oh well, we are it's it's a it's a breed craig I know. Uh, but so uh, you think about if you throw in 500 gallons into that plane, mm -hmm. and I don't know what you, what you haul, but I'm guessing it's around 200 to 500 gallons. Mm -hmm. Take that times seven. I mean, that's a lot of damn weight just for fuel. Yeah. Because that's just a heavy, stout airplane. It's yeah. a heavy, heavy plane. It's all metal. That's so and that's the reason it's so cool. So back during the war, more people survived crashes in that plane than almost any other because it's so heavy. It can carry ordnance, you know, underneath. So there's this huge cavity under. Mm. But, you know, if you have that empty and you have to crash land, if your landing gear doesn't come down, I mean, 
you know, you don't want it to flip over when you crash land, but right. on the belly, a lot of guys survived it just fine. No problem. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, Colin, real quick. Um, what's the uh, jack plan in Butch? Do <laughs> uh, there is none. <laughs> yeah. But I think we should come up with an eject plan for Butch. Yeah. But could you imagine trying to get that damn door open? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Your door might be a problem. On that. Yeah. <laughs> you need to it, definitely it, open the door before you crash land in that plane. Right. Yeah. Do you, cause well, we, we've established Butch is safe word. That's <laughs> definitely a safe word when it comes to that damn door. <laughs> yes that's right i forgot about that we have parachutes i feel like this is an important part of the equation yeah be sure you're packing the parachutes not the life jackets there's a difference yes yeah. so you need yeah pack the i think but the problem is we're never high enough for them to deploy so about the time they were doing their getting big we it'd be kind of like one of the wily coyote yes yeah yep. great so never I, this, so nothing to worry yeah. about there Nothing to worry about. Butch, he just wants to fly. Like the thing is, it's if we ever an issue, I enjoyed being in that plane so much. It's so similar to a lot of them that I flew when I was getting my license. You know, a lot of my friends have very similar planes, but that one is just really special. You know, I really like what you've done with it. It's nice. Oh, and I, you, you know what? I'll, you know what might be my favorite feature on the whole thing? What's that? You have to fly it barefoot. That's pretty cool. Like I didn't realize that that's one of the rules. That you have it's to a necessity. It yeah. <laughs> it's a because well, Butch life. is a very yeah, it is it's in the POH right and so but Butch is a very sensitive fellow and it kind of you know the whole barefoot flying thing sucks in the winter time yeah, but terrible Butch yeah. is he's a sensitive fella and he doesn't want shoes all over him he just likes to you know he's a foot guy what can I say <laughs> <laughs> okay we jumped the shark <laughs> what. What 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 is it like to what is it like to do a loop de loop? What is that like? Like, is that something you had to prepare for in your brain, or is it just let's just go and hit it? I'm I'm so I want to do one so bad, but then I'm also like, no, not, I, not. I love that you like, call it a loop de loop. A loop de loop or barrel roll or you know like you that, yeah. This we go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it just goes upside down, and it's you know it's a it's a cool feeling. I mean, as long as you feel safe, you know, and you know you know what you're doing you don't want to like not know what you're doing and just attempt it um but no it feels, it's cool you know it gives you a different perspective of the world that's for sure you know it makes you appreciate it when you touch back down on the ground <laughs> you know it just kind of puts everything in perspective but you know um planes are just amazing they're capable of doing these incredible things you know we watch mm -hmm. air shows and we watch people doing really cool tricks in them and sometimes we forget that you know, science is just incredible. The way that air is just flowing over these wings and the forward, you know, propelling. And it's just like, they're capable of doing these crazy things up in the air without falling out of the sky. It's amazing. So real quick though, cause I got- Who, Whose who's principle are we on when, when, you're, when you're in the air? Mr. Bernoulli or Mrs. Bernoulli. I really don't know if it was a- You've been- frankly. Craig has come such a long way in two years. I know science. I know science. I ain't no shit there. Come on. Now. Everybody knows about lift. Here. What is it like to go upside down? Are you still, are you still thinking? Like you can still got like, what's it? Shit. I only know what it's like to think when I'm this way. So then when you go upside down, does your brain have to get used to like still orienting itself as level, even though you're upside down or, you know, that just seems crazy to me that you're still, you're still operating the plane. You're not like, like I would just be given. I hope you're still operating the plane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Oh, goes upside down and does this number. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want to stay upside down for too long. You know, that's how you get in trouble. But no, I mean, it's kind of like if you've been on a roller coaster, similar, but, you know, not, you know, German's not. Plane. Hmm? Do you fly the instrument or the plane? Like, are you looking at your instruments? Just yeah. attention to Yeah, usually sight. Yeah, okay. for me anyways. I mean, you can, you should always be checking your instruments for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, just by sight. Because, I mean, typically, if you're doing just like a barrel, right? Yeah. I mean, you can see the, you know, the ground coming up and then going back down. So you can pretty much see, but you want to be sure to check your altitude the whole time. Because sometimes it can be deceiving. If you're, if you're losing altitude or gaining altitude, you don't want to go into a stall, but you also don't want to get too close to the earth. So, you know, you just kind of keep an eye on your altitude as you're, you know, doing movements and making sure that you're within your range. Interesting. Yeah, it seems like a lot. Impressive. <laughs> Rules out that for me. So, you, so now you don't want to go upside down in Butch. Is that what you're telling me, Craig? <laughs> Is that an option? I think I think so, but not for very long, right? Because it's not fuel injected. I, I don't know I would, if you can barrel roll a 182. That's a great question. I know you can a, a 150. Yeah, I I've never seen someone do a 182. I don't know if I would be willing to try it. I'll watch for Let me. Can I, mean, I ask? Can I ask Google real quick? Fun to do things, but not that. That's not. That's probably not my on my list of things I want to be the first one to try. <laughs> no, I. I mean, I was just, I think the whole point of bringing it up, number one, I mean, the people who listen are pilots. They may not know what it's like because they might be flying the 182s of the world. And I find it interesting to think that, you know, again, I operate a car like this. So all of a sudden being like, okay, I mean, I got to operate a car when it's completely upside down and still have all my faculties with me. That's a, it's an interesting idea. But more importantly, bigger picture, it's, it's you. You're really dynamic, you know, multifaceted with a, not only an interesting story, but a lot of passions that all come together to make a real sense of a story to me. Now, I mean, we just got to know each other, obviously, so I know there's more, but when you talk about your transition from being a pilot, from obviously your career as model, and then to production, and on the TV side, in front of the camera, behind the camera, and then transitioning into being part of the largest, you know, uh, online streaming, you know, uh, outdoor site called Carbon TV, and as the president, I mean, what, what was what what had equipped you before and all your travels and all your experiences for this daunting task because you cover a lot of ground <laughs> i mean yeah. to it but you cover a lot of ground with carbon yeah so you know i have lived a very interesting life and i think the way i can sum that up is i say yes to a lot of things you know i if i see an adventure in front of me or something that i you know develop a passion for I try to say yes to becoming educated about it and at least giving it a shot. You know, I think a lot of people kind of get in their minds, like I'm going to, you know, graduate high school, go to college, get a job, do this, have a family, move here. You know, I, for most of my adult life, haven't even like had a home. I mean, I live out of my car happily, you know, like, that's great for me. My lifestyle fully supports not owning anything. And, you know, and I've transitioned from career to career because of that, because of my willingness to just say, yes, I want to do this because I want to do all of these cool things before I'm at a point where I can't do them anymore. And um, I guess what prepared me best for my role now at Carbon TV is the kind of um, soaking in all of those people and experiences and all of the other uh, worlds that I lived in. So for example, you know, 
Um, a lot of people bring up, you know, I worked as a card player, you know, for a while and you learn to read people and understand people. And I have these in psychology. That's what I chose to study because it interests me. And, you know, those go hand in hand. And now when I'm, you know, working in production or running this company or working with producers or making decisions to scale this business, I think back on how I paid attention to the people sitting at the table with me. You know, what are they feeling? What's their lens? What's their perspective? What do I have to offer to them that they will pay for? Or how do I negotiate to get a fair deal for everybody at this table? So you just kind of take those skills that you gather along the way, even if they don't seem to be that meaningful at the time, and you just keep them stored in there, you know, and then you bring them out when you need it. And I think also it kind of um, breeds having um, grace for other people, you know, just kind of understanding that it takes all kinds of kinds and not everybody has the same mindset. Not everybody sees the world the same way. And, you know, my life has been, you know, some people would call it chaotic or, you know, a little strange in some ways, but it helped me have more compassion for people and understand that, you know, a lot of people look at me and think I'm strange and that's great. Like, I hope they always think that, <laughs> but you know, it makes me uh, like people awesome. more when they don't fit into a mold and I have a, a larger amount of um, energy for that. So this company has so many different types of people working around us and I appreciate them because of my past experiences. Yeah, that's great. How, how many, how many shows are on carbon TV in total? Um, I think we're getting close to 250. Oh my. Yeah. With more coming on all the time. And, and, you know, we, and we did clean house. So last year we took a few off, you know, we took quite a few shows off that either had outdated, they were outdated, they were irrelevant. They weren't, you know, currently working on producing new content, you know, for whatever reason it was. Um, so we removed some, um, and then we've been adding, I want to say we add probably, I don't know anywhere between eight and 15 shows a month at a high point. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then sometimes we don't add more than three to five, you know, just depending. Right. Is it, do you think that aviation will be a growing uh, part of your business? Are you, I I mean, do you? I yeah. hope so. You know, in some ways I know, you know, it's kind of fun having you guys as our only aviation show right now, which, you know, we, we definitely like to flaunt that. Um, but you know, it is such a, such a big world. I was having this conversation yesterday, although that's hard to believe yesterday, I was talking aviation with a group of people and mm -hmm. I said, pilots like pilots. We mm -hmm. like to know that the person sitting across from us is also a pilot because then you have this bond and there's this energy that happens where you're like, Oh yeah, what's your favorite plane? Oh, have you ever done this? And you know, it's kind of like a pilot club. And I know that sounds kind of silly to say, but it is kind of true. And, you know, a good example, oh, it's is, true. a good example is Virgil, you know, not just letting us land on his grass strip in his backyard, but acting like we're family because that's the community that is the aviation community. And, you know, you go to air shows and it's a family reunion for people who love aviation and love each other because of it. And I feel like, you know, carbon TV being an OTT streaming platform for the outdoors, well, what describes the outdoors better than the aviation community? And I feel like what you guys are doing with Old Green Plane is something I've never seen before. I mean, I Googled it. I looked to try to find anything that compares or comes close to what 
this concept is and this thing that you're creating. And I just don't see anything quite like it. And I think that it will inspire more people to try to follow in your footsteps. I do think that even though it sounds, you know, it goes back to, you know, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Um, you guys are the first ones there and the first ones there usually win. So, you know, I do, I do think that more and more people are going to see the value in creating shows around aviation and stream streaming them. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, do you, do you find that like when you make the decision on content now, as you talk about the, the kind of the, the, not the narrative, but the direction you want to move towards, is it broadening? I mean, you talk aviation, you're broadening. So what's the, I mean, it's outdoors. You, I remember you mentioned one of the earliest times you guys were talking to Colin about maybe potentially bringing an old green plane on, but you mm-hmm. mentioned, I heard the word come up a lot of adventure, mm-hmm. you know, not only outdoors, but outdoor adventure. And right that's the spirit. When I watch shows on your channel, that's the kind of unique spirit I always see. It's adventure. It's going through the thing you don't know, although it might be hunting something that they're very familiar with or, you know, flying, which you're very familiar with. It's still the spirit of going into the unknown. And that's what I love about the channel. There's a lot of cool stories and like um, you guys take us, you know? Yeah. You know, the, it's really cool because everyone has a story and, you know, people just find different ways of telling them. And, um, you know, we have a lot of people come to Carbon TV wanting to use us to help tell their stories. And, you know, it's not just hunting and fishing content that we have on Carbon TV, even though, you know, there is a lot of that, which I'm proud of because I'm, you know, I love the hunting and fishing communities. But, you know, we do have some adventure shows. We have some agriculture shows, you know, so farming and, you know, ag types of content. We have um, some DIY stuff, you know, people showing you how to, you know, grow gardens or whatever it is that they're, it's almost like taking outdoor adventure into the educational realm, which is really cool. So yeah, I, I do think that we're becoming more multifaceted. There are types of content that I'm actively looking for. So even though most of the content that you see coming to us, it's presented to us and they contact us and say, you know, we'd like to pitch this to you to try to get it on. Well, I am also actively looking for specific types of things because I want to see more of that in our content library. So, you know, I think it's just really crucial for us to stay multifaceted and to keep looking in all of these areas so that we're reaching that crossover potential. So somebody who loves hunting might also love aviation and somebody who loves aviation might also love overland, you know, or mountain biking or you know, cave exploration, whatever it is, you know, there's a lot of different things that people, you know, will find all of this different content on Carbon TV and not even realize that there's all these shows that they have an interest in. Right. What's Overland? Overland is, um, so like if you have a vehicle that you equip to go live in out in the wild for a while, so you literally um, survive out in your vehicle. So it's kind of like, having um a college year what's that <laughs> it's called craig's college year post-college <laughs> i mean i i did i lived out of my jeep for four months you know i mean i it, but just kind of um it's more of a survivalist type of thing but then you would equip your vehicle with um you know solar power panels that you can like daisy chain and have all your things charged all the time and then pack the exact amount of foods that you need to survive and then you know, for me, I was just booking hunts along the way. So, you know, we could just, you know, filling the freezer, but yeah, I mean, it's a really, it's a big thing. And especially with the way the world is today, people want to know how to survive. 
You know, they want to know what to do. If you had to live out of your car, could you? Some people couldn't. Yeah. Some people don't, aren't used to roughing it. That's for sure. (laughs) Say before, man. Sorry. Uh, well, I was going to say, so when you talk about, you know, the, the, the types of shows that you have, the, the thing I like about it is that I almost, I find myself getting into a rabbit hole and it's because I think that carbon TV is, is more than a content provider. I think that carbon TV is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you talk about the lifestyle of someone that lives out of their vehicle might like to also hike might also mm-hmm. like to, and, and, but if you look at that lifestyle, I think that we fall into different buckets. And that's one of my favorite things about carbon TV is I find myself, it's like, Oh my gosh, this person is out here doing this. And next thing you know, I'm watching a person that's looking for fossils. Uh, one of the, one of the, uh, Jana's uh, shows, she was looking for shark's teeth. Shark's teeth. You would, you would think that why the hell would I watch a show on shark's teeth? Yeah, we'll turn it on. And I guarantee you watch that show from oh, yeah. the very first minute to the end. Yeah, and you'll want to go look for shark's teeth. Like it inspires people to get outside. And that's kind of Absolutely. the whole thing there is, yeah, we're, we like to hunt and we like to fish, but sometimes just going for a walk is cool too. And, you know, especially right. if you have people in your life, if you have, you know, maybe children who aren't into hunting yet or haven't been introduced, but you want to start getting them outdoors a little bit more there's a lot of ways to achieve that, you know, just by going and doing things outdoors. And, you know, Jana, obviously everyone knows it's my best friend. You know, she is so passionate about just literally being outdoors. And it could mean anything from looking for shark's teeth. She does, you know, fossil digging. Um, yeah. you know, uh, we, we go pick huckleberries up in the mountains, you know, just all of these cool things just to be outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, she also hunts. Uh, so she goes and looks for sheds, Craig. Have you ever, have you yeah. ever done that walk to look for oh, sheds, yeah. Craig? It's amazing and it's so great. Yeah, I just I, so I look at Carbon TV as you know. There's a lot of digital content platforms out there, mm-hmm. but I look at Carbon TV as so it sets itself apart because it's a lifestyle. Yeah, and if you're into this lifestyle, it's kind of like that group of pilots you said. Yeah. You know, we see each other. It's like a family reunion. That's how I feel with Carbon TV. Oh, There's all these shows, but it's like a family reunion. That's so nice. It makes me happy to hear that because, you know, I really put my heart and soul into Carbon TV and I, I live for this company. It's what I do. I'm, I'm at work more than any person I know. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not because I have to be or that it is a lot of work. It's just, I really love it that much. I take a very personal interest in all of our shows and you know, everyone has my number if they need anything. And my team's amazing. You know, I just, I work with the smartest people I've ever met and they're mm-hmm. all positive and lovely and wonderful people and energetic and happy to be here. And, you know, just doing things that really make a difference and providing a platform where people can, you know, put their content out there because there's, you know, honestly, there's a lot of people who don't have the opportunity to travel or to go and do these things. And we're providing a free way for them to live vicariously and to say, oh, I would always, I would love to go to Alaska, but I can't. So I'm going to stream this content and watch what it's going to be like and start planning my trip for when I can go, you know, so it's kind of this amazing service that we're offering that um, gets people outdoors vicariously, I guess. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of people, Julie say that I work with the smartest people and the happiest people. I can firsthand say you in fact do. And, and it, it, whenever you, um, whenever I correspond with anybody from your company, 
talk mm-hmm. about a group of people that literally just can't wait to help and answer and have a vest. Uh, so the first, my first uh, experience was I emailed back and forth with Autumn. Oh, is she and, the person? I love her yeah, so she's awesome. Her I'm, third message had a GIF, and so I popped yeah. one back, and she was like, "Okay, we're best friends now." You guys Got are gonna it. be best friends. <laughs> yeah, I, and, Autumn, she's best friends with everyone she meets. She's the most lovely person, and you know, she just brings this positive energy, which is a, I'm, I'm such an energy person. And I like right. people who naturally have that positive. And, you know, that girl, it, she's not just smart and you know, amazing in every different way, but she's really happy to return emails. Like she gets back to yeah. people because she wants to and loves to help. And, so you know, I don't know what I would do without her. She's, she's amazing. amazing. And, you know, then I've got, you know, we also have Jamie, you know, who works with me. She's my project manager. And, mm-hmm. you know, I am definitely not the most organized person. I'm, I wish I was, but I have Jamie. Do you, though? Do you really, really wish you were? Do you um, really wish that you were? At, at some points, I do wish I could, like, be a little more organized. My my desk is always covered in, like, a thousand notes that mm-hmm. I can't even read anymore because I write over <laughs> my notes. And, you know, but I've got you know, Jamie keeps me on track. She knows exactly what projects are going on, what our deadlines are, who's involved, who's talking to who, you know, we have an in-house video editor, Brian, who's awesome. You know, he saves the day every day. He's so great. And, you know, and a lot of people don't know these, you know, all of these people at Carbon TV that I work with, you see their work, you just don't know who it was that did it. Um, So I'm fortunate. I get to be kind of the face of the company and do all the fun you know, cool things. Everyone kind of knows I'm, I'm here, but you know, for example, Chris Weber, who does our creative stuff, the guy's a genius. I watched him put, mm-hmm. you know, a creative deck together the other day. And I was like, it would take me 12 years to do what you just did. This is incredible. So yeah, you know, carbon TV is, it's a family business for me. You know, I just, I love mm-hmm. my people and I love this company and I feel like we're doing some really cool things. Yes. So you're doing amazing things. And one of the things that you guys are doing this year that literally made me schoolgirl giddy when I saw it was Carbon TV Awards. Yes. Our first How did that come year. about and how exciting, how excited are you for them? I am so excited. So um, what happened was, so I used to air on the networks. So Sportsman Channel for you know eight or 10 seasons. And mm-hmm. every year they would do um, like, awards like you know outdoor channels for the golden moose awards you know and every year it was a big deal and we all felt really good when we were nominated for an award because you know we put our heart and soul into creating this content and a lot of us don't go home for six months at a time because we're out there doing these yeah. things and you know it's not like you make a ton of money doing it you're it's a passion project most of the time and you know so to get some type of recognition for putting that effort in is really nice so um none of the other their awards are still going on that I know of in the industry. And um, so we decided that, you know, the people, people deserve to be recognized for their work that they're putting in to create this content and put that story out there for people to enjoy. So we did start the first ever Carbon Awards this year, and it's going really well. We have 13 categories. Um, 12 categories are, you know, uh, viewer voting. So, you know, there's a page you go you can vote once a day every day uh, for your favorite shows in each category and then we have the 13th category and that one's chosen by us it's kind of the best overall for the year and um i yeah it's it's really fun it's cool it's i think everyone's really excited about it 
Oh, 100%. You know, so one of the cool things about uh, the awards, too, is that so um, and I don't know who runs your socials, but I think that it's so cool to see whenever Carbon TV puts something on uh, Instagram or Facebook that all of the shows, all of all, all of us content producers jump on and start complimenting and voting for others and building each other. I just love it. It's so cool. It's such a yeah. nice community. So Serena runs our social media and she's okay. constantly interacting with the, you know, the, not just the viewers, but our producers and people who provide the content. And it is, very, you know, I've seen on there where some of our shows are uplifting the other ones and saying they're doing a great job and really giving those affirmations and, yep. you know, just to be, just to kind of have that sense of community and support, I think is really important. So yeah, we we're definitely proud of how that's going. Yeah, so fun. I mean, and when are the when are the Carbon Awards? So voting closes August first. Okay. Um, and after that, we will tally up all the votes, and um, I believe we're having the actual awards this after the second week of August. We've kind of okay. run into kind of a small um, problem with securing a venue <laughs> because of oh really shut down. Um, oh. Yeah. So, but we are going to do something. Worst case, I'll you know I'll host it in the and we have a beautiful office, so it wouldn't be bad to do it here either. But right. um, yeah, we're gonna we'll do something. We're gonna have a a party and announce all of the winners, and then the plan is whoever wins in their categories next year at the Carbon Awards, all of those winners get an invite to our Carbon Party. So we'll get oh, to actually wow. hang out in person with everyone who won a year before. So fun. That yeah. is so cool. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. So another thing you guys are working on, and I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but uh, so talk to me about, because you're a firm believer in, in energy and, you know, I love your energy. Uh, but you, so one of the things you told me on our flight back was our job is to entertain people. Mm -hmm. right, we want to wake them up. We want to charge them up. We want to get them outside. But at the end of someone's day, we want to help them fall asleep and get right. a good night's sleep so they could be them, their best selves tomorrow. I thought that right. was so awesome. Yeah. A company that yeah. cares so much about their viewers that, hey, we, we, only, we, we want you to get outside. We want you to look at our content. We also want you to be healthy, get a good night's sleep. Can you talk about what, what some of the things you're doing? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we came up with this concept quite a while back, and we've been um, under the radar quietly working on it. And we are launching soon, I want to say around the 1st of August, um, which whenever this episode comes out, that's, you know, not far from it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're launching a company called Carbon Unwind. So we're calling it Unwind, and it is a sleep and meditation app. And mm -hmm. it's the only one that I know of that's based around nature and the outdoors. So the study of eco-psychology is the connection that humans have to nature and how we're able to become more centered and calm and um, you know, just a better version of ourselves when the outdoors or nature is involved. And so we are working with um, a lot of outdoor elements and outdoor stories and sleep stories, um, meditations specifically for, um, well, general meditations, but also guided meditations for people who, you know, just want to feel more connected and we're bringing an outdoor element to it. So kind of an exciting thing. I don't know of any other uh, app that's anything like it. And we're really excited and really proud of it. How long have you guys been working on it? How long have we been working on it? Um, probably. Full on app. I mean, I don't think people get it's a separate app from the Carbon TV app. Yeah, eight or nine months, maybe. Yeah. 
it's beautiful, by the way. And creating the libraries, you know, the content creation, it's all custom. Um, you know, it's it's been it's been a lot of work, but it's a passion project, just like Carbon TV. You know, we we put our heart and soul into it, and I'm very personally invested in that. Also, you know, making sure that each story that comes or every you know all the stories that are being read or the meditations you know i have a very um very personal interest in making sure that this is something huge and you know we have some uh storytellers from in our industry um you know people who are my friends for a long time in the industry we've had them reading stories um you know which is kind of cool it's nice you know to have some familiar faces on there and then we have professional storytellers and we have just a huge mix of all people from all walks helping us out with it. Is is there a chance that Colin could read his own meditation story for listeners to put themselves to bed? That would be amazing. Yes. Colin, so so what you would do is just give me a microphone and let me tell like one of my good stories and it'll bore people. Yeah, just boring. It's, it's totally boring. Yes. Well, I describe it as people with nice voices telling boring stories, you know, because it's, that is, you know, I mean, what could be better than that? Yeah, but my, in my head, I think I'm really captivating people. And then when I pull myself to look at them and I see that I'm boring the hell out of them. And so I just kind of give the old, and I should leave. See that's perfect for a meditation app, brother. Perfect. Super boring. Yes. Hey, Colin, you're so boring. Would you please be on our app? I got a great well, idea for you, career friend. Yes. Well, it's funny because when I ask people to be storytellers for us, you know, and I call and we're talking, and I'm like, you know, it's people with a nice voice telling a boring story, and people do take that as like you think I'm boring, and that's why you're asking me. I'm like, no, no, you just need to like pretend you're putting a baby to sleep. And I've actually, so I've been thoroughly um, studying and using, you know, these different types of apps and really, um, you know, doing the research on it and it, it works. I mean, there's something to it. And, you know, especially the meditation part, like you said, I'm an energy person. I meditate every day of my life. And this is going to be a way for people to you know, from, from beginner level all the way to advanced, you know, and also specific um, situational meditations and educational portions of it. So really exciting. Yeah. I, can I say, I, you know, someone I've been meditating off and on for 20 plus years, uh-huh. got it, uh, introduced to it when I was a young baseball player, coach of mine, how to sit down, lay on the ground, look at the star, uh, sky and imagine our game. And I mm-hmm. got in touch. And, and I remember thinking back then, the coach who, who taught me this, I would have never thought he was so rough around the edges and he, boy, he cussed more than you should cuss around 14 year old dudes. And for him to bust out meditation, mm-hmm. I real quickly never judge a book by its cover and learn, learn something new. And you've mm-hmm. set out multiple stages through today, learning acrobatics, learning, just getting in. If you don't know if you're scared, learn. And, mm-hmm. and Colin mentioned lifestyle earlier. It's so true. There's such a real lifestyle and a family on carbon TV, but what I'm finding is there's a lot more intersectionalities and it's true about the world, right? Like there's a lot more commonalities and intersectionalities between us than we think. You have to be willing to kind of try something. So I can attest to this. If someone's willing to download the app and just try a guided meditation mm-hmm. by yours truly, Colin Kaniva, I promise <laughs> you, <laughs> we'll bring you. But I mean, all truthfulness, in all truthfulness, I love that you guys are doing this. You're pushing the boundaries of what it means mm-hmm. to be an outdoor channel or content right. provider. No, stop, stop boxing up everything. I love that about what you guys are doing. 
Thank you. Yeah, I, I feel the same way about it. You know, we, we've done really well with Carbon TV and I'm still, you know, working just as hard on that company. My team's still dedicated. So we're not putting Carbon TV to the side in any way. If anything, we're scaling. You know, we're definitely mm -hmm. doing well at Carbon TV. Um, but this is just one more way for people to tell stories and to, you know, be more connected with the world around us and to each other. And, you know, it's, it, like Colin said, when you introduce it, it, it goes hand in hand, you know, by day we're entertaining people and getting them fired up about the outdoors and content, watch these shows and stream all this stuff and it's free and amazing. And then at night, you know, like, what if you, what if you want to, you know, put your kids to bed and maybe you also you know, maybe you're a stay-at-home mom or you're going to school or whatever it is, and you want to read them a bedtime story to calm them down, but you maybe don't have time right now to do that. We also have a kid section. So stories oh, wow. just for kids, you know, that are outdoors based, educational, that way they can kind of calm down at the end of the day and start to unwind and have that nature theme involved as well. So you know, I think that um, those elements of what we're doing are just tying it all together nicely because we know that and the specifically hunting and fishing industries, we're trying to, you know, work towards recruiting more young people into the outdoors and getting them to fall in love with the outdoors, not just take them fishing more time, working on tension, you know, how do we keep them wanting more of the outdoors? And so this is just a really nice way to kind of tie all of it together and say, you know, you can be entertained by watching these really cool shows. And at night, if you want to fall asleep to, you know, a campfire story with crickets in the background, so you feel a little more connected. We have that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so awesome. I could, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to toot our own horn, Craig, but I could definitely see a meditation, uh, uh, calming voice, just watching the uh, ground below us. Yeah. Aviation meditation. Aviation meditation, right? Video up. We'll call it an avitation. <laughs> Brand. Like We're Brand, King Branders over here. Yeah. <laughs> You talk a lot about conservation. I think what I love about what your mission you stand for is evolving the face of what you think you know. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think especially right now, I mean, you, you mentioned earlier, a lot of people are, you know, very eyes open to not only like the get out of the town, live on, you know, the, the outskirts of Nowheresville lifestyle right now, but, you know, hunting in general. I mean, a lot of people are talking about surviving and fending for themselves. And although I don't, that worries me a little bit, but I think it's still positive that people are evolving their thoughts about what it, what it, what constitutes an outdoor TV channel. What, who are those people? You know, and I love that you're evolving that. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. There's, like I said earlier, there's all kinds of kinds, you know, and everybody likes different things. And, you know, I feel like um, part of our responsibility at carbon TV is to provide a platform where we don't censor people, you know, as long as it's legal and ethical and within the realm I think that you know we welcome a lot of different types of content here. Uh, mainstream platforms, there's a huge amount of censorship. I get phone calls every single day from people who've had videos taken down just because they say the word gun, or you know they maybe they're archery hunting, or they're doing a gun review. I do gun cleaning videos. That's the only YouTube thing I've ever done, and you know that's it's a big deal now. People are being censored. And, you know, they come to us and we, I always say, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. And Carbon right. TV is exactly what we do. Yeah, That's a great saying. And I, I, I personally know the guy that came up with that one. <laughs> did you invent that saying? Yeah, he did. I remember. I, I think Colin invented it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one I invented? 
You well, you made up t- tomato soup. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Tomato soup. No, that's Tommy Sands. Oh, sorry. But Julie, you and I were talking in the car, and, and, and you said a saying, and I said, "You can't. That's mine." I, I, yeah, I didn't realize you made that up. I've been saying it for years, so I, now I know who to tag every time I I use it. Yeah. So if you hashtag my name in anything, it so usually it tells you like how many times it's been tagged. I think I'm up to three. Oh, nice. Good. And that's by my own doing. So <laughs> nice work. I'm trending. You are. Well, you're always trending, Colin. Yeah, yeah. So as as we uh, wind down, Julie, what uh, what's next? Tell me, tell me, uh, tell us. So you were a blast to have on the show. We were so blessed to get you up in an airplane. Uh, my goodness, did we have fun on that trip? I can't wait to show the episode. It was fun. It was, we did have a lot of fun. That was that was definitely incredible. You guys, you nailed it with you know picking the location. The entire thing could not have been better. So how are we going to outdo? So the next time we got to see each other soon, we're going to film together soon. Uh, You mentioned getting Jana up. So I think a a Montana trip is, is in our books. We just need to figure out when and and go do it. Yeah, absolutely. So Jana sometimes has a crazy schedule. She's way busier than even I am, but you have to meet her. She's the greatest person. I, I should go back and look through like the past decade. I'm pretty sure every podcast and every interview I've ever done, I talk about Jana. People probably think oh, that's that's so we do not have any other friends or, but <laughs> it's true. When you meet her, you'll, you'll see what I'm saying. She's just this burst of amazing energy and she's just the funniest person and the nicest, most kind person. So you guys will get along wonderfully. Um, but yeah, you should definitely fly to Montana. It okay. should be soon because Huckleberry season's coming up and you don't want to miss that. It's amazing. We go up in the mountains. We sit on our butts like bears and pick huckleberries off the bushes. It's, it's oh, so fun. Yeah. So in that season is it, it's, it's coming up in the next few weeks or. Yeah. So actually, so some of the lower elevation berries are out right now, but here over the next few weeks, they get really good. Okay. Yeah. Well, Craig, I think we, we, we fuel up old green plane. Very bad. Julie, how do we do this? Are you gonna are you gonna meet us in Lincoln and then fly out with us, or how are we doing this? Um, maybe, or okay. <laughs> you guys can take that plane, and I'll just go out there, and you can meet up with Janet. <laughs> see her face. I see what that really means. <laughs> she wants to be well, strong. Maybe one um, of the fun. So one of the fun things we're working on is we're gonna start doing courtesy car reviews. Right. And I I have to believe that in between Lincoln, Nebraska in Missoula, Montana, we are going to find some very cool courtesy cars. I and by cool, you. I mean... Yes. It should be amazing. I think this is a really cool concept and you should definitely follow through on the courtesy car review thing because I've never seen that done before either, but I've seen some pretty amazing courtesy cars at these airports. It's like, <laughs> I mean, one of them was a police car with the lights on it and everything. And they just... Oh, yeah. Like, not a big deal. Just take so it. So cool. Crazy. Well, how about Mike and Gene pulling up with a, like a high schooler's Mustang with a subwoofer in the back? <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, it couldn't have happened to two better men. Right. That was really I'm still waiting for a car that ha- we have to do like Yabba Dabba Do style, like uh, the Flintstones where our feet are the ones that are pedaling. <laughs> like that's what well, I'm Well, we, we will be crossing through in Wyoming. So yeah. Wyoming's a great state, but I have that to imagine. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And my feet are cut out for that. 
<laughs> well, you, you do fly butch. So oh, well, we I, definitely do need to plan something. We will put, we will get it on the books for sure. I know Gianna's in. I told her you guys are so much fun and you know, she thinks that your show concept is amazing too. She watches your episodes on carbon and oh, you know, so I funny. definitely, Oh, Hey, Banjo. <laughs> Banjo. Uh, so Banjo decided to join us. And, but I like his serious Tony as right now for those who oh. are, listening, by the way, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's serious all the time. He's here for business. Like he's, he has meetings and stuff today. So I was gonna oh. say, like, he's ready for you to come pay attention to him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Thank you again for taking time out of your busy day to spend time with us and talk yeah. all things good. Really, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me back on. And it was such a, a blast to film the show with you. And I can't wait to see the episode. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. And um, I'm really proud of what you guys are doing. I, I see big things in your future. And, and I, I know other people will eventually try to catch up with you and try to do something similar. But for right now, you guys have such a cool deal going. And I'm really, really proud. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. One of the things we like to do on our podcast, we just started this yesterday, is oh. we like to get a picture. And, oh, and so act like we're going really fast in a plane right now. Okay. Uh... Got it. Got it? How'd it turn out? Uh, I screenshotted it too, so don't It worry. was perfect. <laughs> I'm amazed that you know how to screenshot. How does it look? Thank God for Zoom. We won't be able to do this. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Awesome. As well. It makes it look like my eyeballs are like a million times huge oh my gosh, because I love glasses it. are reflecting. It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. Anytime I can make myself look like an idiot, I'd love it. Yeah, that's the goal. I'm harder right. than that. Awesome. Thank you, Jules, again. Great to see you. Great to see you guys, too. And hashtag, hashtag Britney. Hashtag Britney.